Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode eleven, titled "A Life of Thanksgiving: Biblical Passages on Thanksgiving." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of St. Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at St. Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace, and practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. Last time we talked about the need to give before giving to a need, and of course, this idea of the need to give is biblically based. The Holy Bible is the revealed Word of God, and today we're going to look at biblical passages on Thanksgiving. I'd like to read different passages and then offer some reflections upon each of these passages. The first passage is from Psalm 50. It says, "Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High." Now, in the Bible. You'll see this image of where people are making sacrifices to God of sheep and goats and all the prescripts of the law, but the most valuable gift is a contrite heart—a heart that thanks God for the gift of His mercy upon us and His forgiveness. Gifts of thanksgiving, based upon the reception of God's gift of mercy. Are the most valuable gifts that we can give to God, and so when we offer thanks to God, that's available to every person, and that's why it's important that when we say to people, it's not the size of the gift that counts; it's the size of the sacrifice. And so the poor who don't have material goods to offer to God in abundance. But what little they do have to give that you can see can represent that part that you cannot see. It can be that sizable gift of gratitude that we give thanks to God for what God has given to us. The second biblical passage I'd like to talk about today is Psalm 106. It says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His steadfast love endures forever." When we pray psalms like this, where we concentrate upon God's love, it makes us reflect upon the spirituality of stewardship that says why we are created. God created us out of love and for love. In fact, that's our purpose in life. We're created by God and for God to love God and to serve God in this world and in the next. It reminds us when we give thanks to God for His love, it's the whole purpose for who we are and why we're here today. And it reminds us of the mission that we have. We're here to be in loving service of why we were created. It reminds us to make sure that we have spiritual intentions before us, instead of letting material things crowd our mind and to interfere with the priorities of our life today. As people are busy about with all their day-to-day stuff, they often lose their priorities, and that's what prayer and these biblical passages and allowing us to reflect upon the Word of God. And when we give thanks for God for His steadfast love, 
where we remind ourselves of the original mission that we've received. But let us not forget the commission that was given to us by Jesus himself. Go and make disciples of all the nations. So once we you know, discover our faith, know our faith, live our faith, we have the obligation then to share that faith with other people. And so as we listen and pray to these biblical passages, let us then springboard to the next one. This one is also from the Psalm, Psalm 118. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Now, this biblical passage often talks about entering his courts are often gifts that were given at the temple. Now that we do our worshiping and our praying to God at our local parish church, let us look at the religious understanding of the gift that we give in the Sunday collection. It's very important for us to understand it in a spiritual way. It's important to make money look spiritual, because the world certainly doesn't. And there is a way to understand the spirituality of our giving. When we see that the gift that we're giving is actually a gift that's given to God, that intention of wanting to give it to God as a gift as you enter the courts of the church so that it can be offered at the sacrifice of the Mass, and here your gift is given and set apart for God's work, Anything that is set apart for the work of God qualifies to be called holy. That means that the gift that you bring to God is a holy gift. And then when we receive these holy gifts, I, as a pastor of a local parish, am often reminded that the money that I am allowed to spend and charged to spend for the running of a parish are these kind of gifts, holy gifts from individuals, their piety represented with it as gifts of thanksgiving to God. The fourth passage I would like to give is from Sirach, and it's a prayer of thanksgiving. And that prayer of thanksgiving that Sirach does thanks God for all the many things that God does throughout his life, and it reminds us how important Thanksgiving is because the opposite is pride. When we are greedy and self-centered, it's undone by making a gratitude list, and with it comes the humility that is required. When we can do that, then we know that uh, Thanksgiving plays an enormous part in our life. Taking these four biblical passages and the Bible It's important for us to remember that the whole idea of stewardship is biblically based. One of the most important words that we use in all the different commitments that are given to God is the word tithe. Tithe is a word that means 10%. It's the first tenth. It's not the last tenth. And when you give that first tenth to God, and set it apart for the work of God, then you will know that that gift that's given out of thanksgiving to God is holy. Now, there are two other qualities that make things holy. They have to be precious, and they have to be worthy. Preciousness means that it's special. It's it's above and beyond the ordinary. Well, when people look at the first and their best, 
That's what's precious. So that's the advantage of making sure you're not giving your leftovers to God as a gift. You're giving the prize portion, the part that's reserved, that is the finest. When you give that kind of gift, it qualifies. And then what wraps it all up is to make it worthy. Worthy is attached to one's intention. If you take your intention to take something precious and to set it apart for the work of God, it's now worthy to be holy. When you look at your tithe and see the holiness of what the tithe represents, the tithe isn't just money. We in Stewardship Spirituality ask people to make a tithe of their time in prayer. When you set that time, that's holy time, time that is given to us, set apart for the work of God, which is praising God's name. When we make a gift of God of our talent, that time that we set aside to volunteer and that volunteer effort turns into our ministry, we then know that that's a holy event. When we make a faith commitment, when we make a commitment of saving the earth and making sure that we're recycling, that too is a holy gift to God. Our vocational call, that call becomes a holy call because we took it serious to set apart that call for the work of God. A question. Father Andrew, how do assets fit into our stewardship commitment of treasure? Our assets are important. Let's say that you have a bunch of savings. Let's say that you've put that savings into land. Well, some people might be mistaken to think, well, I have to take 10% and give that to God. No, you can't take 10% of your land every year or you'll have nothing left in 10 years. It's the proceeds of the land. So whatever is profit from the land, that's what is tithe, not the value of the land. So now if you transfer this back over to what say that you have an investment portfolio, Well, you don't tithe 10% of its value or you'll have nothing left in 10 years. What you do tithe on is whatever is income from that investment. Then you take 10% of the profit given to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. Now, over time, investments start to grow. And so you may not have made a gift on it until you finally, what's called, realized a profit. Realizing an asset is usually when you sell it. And it's at that time you would then give a gift back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. A good rule of thumb when you look at your assets is that if it's taxable, it's tithable. That's a good rule of thumb. If you're paying taxes on it, then you have to and should consider that as income that then should be tithed back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. If it's an asset that just continues to grow and you haven't realized it, then I don't believe you should feel an obligation to pay a tithe on that because the model for us is the holy land. And that's what we call land. Well, we often call the holy land Israel, but land makes a difference because that was the gift that God gave to the people that was supposed to be perpetual. Well, you can't give 10% of that gift. You can only give 10% of the produce of the land. So in review, it's important for us to remember, biblically-based thinking ideas are at the heart and soul of stewardship spirituality. 
we want to make sure that Thanksgiving and all of our gifts are considered to be holy. And be holy as the Lord our God is holy. And when we see the spiritual understanding of our money, then we too can understand our spiritual mission and our need to give back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done for us. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 11 with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 12 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.